Hello, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, your one-stop shop for tips, insights, and support to help you to start, grow, and promote your impact business. And today, we're focusing on change and how best to cope with it. Now, as a community of people who want to grow purpose-led businesses that make money and make a difference, many of us are actively seeking to create change. But there is a really big difference between the change that we seek to create and change that we feel is foist upon us by outside forces. We all find it easier to embrace change that we've actively sought out. But how do we cope with the kind of change that is unwanted, undesirable, or to us at least, unnecessary? Here are my five top tips for coping with unwanted change. Now, the first is to act as if. We're all familiar with the basics of Charles Darwin's theory of biological evolution, right? It's most often summarised as survival of the fittest. But in fact, his theory was not that we have to be fit to survive, but that those who survive are those that are most adaptable to change. Your ability to adapt to change and to secure the best possible outcome depends to a large extent on your mindset. And the question you want to be asking yourself is, what kind of person do I need to be in order to achieve the best outcome here? How would you walk? How would you talk? How would you dress? What thoughts would you think? How would you interact with people? And once you've got that clear in your mind, see yourself as that kind of person. Start showing up in the world as that person. This is not about faking it until you make it. It's about really tuning in to your intentions, your desires and your aspirations and working through who it is that you need to be in order to achieve them in this changed landscape. It's about remembering that how you show up is a choice and making the choice that's going to deliver the best outcome for you in light of the changes you're experiencing. Now, tip number two, remember that you're not alone. Above all, remember that you are part of a much wider community. There are roughly five and a half million businesses in the UK, of which over 99% are classified as small or medium-sized businesses, as in businesses with zero to 49 employees. And just over four million of those have no employees at all. They are founder-led businesses. They are solo entrepreneurial businesses. Four million out of a total five and a half million. So the reality is if you're a solo entrepreneur, 
if you are the sole employee of your business, you are actually the majority in the UK business sector. You are not alone. But it can often feel that way, especially when you're a small business owner and you're feeling buffeted by the winds of change that are beyond your control. You can feel isolated. You may suffer from what I call entrepreneurial loneliness, which can be really debilitating. It's one of the many reasons that I set up the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. It's a community space for those who might otherwise feel alone and in need of collaboration and community. So remember that you have options. You don't have to be or feel alone. And whether it's joining the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group or any one of the other thousands of spaces specifically for small business owners, find the one that works for you. Join it and then really actively take part. And remember, you are in the majority, 4 million out of 5.5 million in total. Tip number three, avoid drains and focus on radiators. My dad used to say to me when I was a kid that there were two types of people in the world, drains and radiators. Drains are those people who make you feel worse about yourself or about life or about the changes that you're experiencing. Drains can suck the joy from a room and suck the energy out of you. And more often than not, they are consistently negative, cynical and pessimistic, especially when change is afoot. By contrast, radiators make you feel better just by being themselves. They exude joy and positivity and optimism. They energise you. They fill you up. They leave you smiling. When the world is filled with uncertainty, when you are at the whim of change that you've not asked for or desired, then focus on radiators and avoid drains. And remember, it's not just people that can be drains. I will quite often decide to stay away from the news for a while because I find the constant bad news and the relentless cynicism really draining. Social media too can be a drain. There are people that I've stopped following, accounts and businesses whose content I find draining. And if I find myself needing to preserve my energy, then I will take a mini break from Facebook altogether. Focus on the comedy on TikTok, which always makes me laugh. Avoiding drains and focusing on radiators, by the way, not a bad tip for life in general, not just those times when change is afoot. Tip number four, sleep, eat and move. Make sure you're getting enough sleep change can be really draining on your physical and mental energy as you try and adapt. And you'll need to make sure that you are properly rested. A good nighttime routine and a commitment to seven or eight hours sleep a night or whatever your sleep needs are is always a good idea, but even more so during a period of upheaval. Eat well, when change happens, a lot of us have a tendency to reach for the carbs, bread, muffins, cake, crisps, pasta. And yes, by a lot of us, I do also mean me. Anyway, 
Apparently, it's because eating carbohydrate boosts serotonin, which is the key hormone that stabilizes our mood and leaves us with feelings of well-being and happiness. And whilst it's okay to soothe yourself with comfort foods in moderation, it is a shortcut to feeling worse in the long run. Now, as so many of us are now working from home, without the daily commute, the walk to and from the bus stop, it can be easy to become even more sedentary. But exercising just two to three times a week has been found to significantly improve your overall mood and your ability to cope and adapt to change. Even just walking around the block can help you to feel better. It's why whenever I'm feeling particularly down or when I'm feeling exhausted or overwhelmed, I will go and walk along the seafront near where I live. The fresh air and that little bit of exercise helps to boost my mood and make sure that I am ready for whatever else the day has to throw at me. Now, finally, your response determines your experience. Remember that it's not an event itself that determines your experience of change. It is that event plus your response to it. The fact is you can't single-handedly change the outcome of an election or the government's policies on the environment, although that's not an excuse not to vote or campaign or protest, by the way. But you can change your response to those events. On a more personal level, let's talk about redundancy. With the cost of living crisis and with ongoing talk about a potential recession, I know that there are many people who are considering the possibility that they may lose their jobs, the jobs that they're perhaps using to shore up their finances whilst they get their purpose-led building business off the ground. Now, I know that losing your job is a huge, unasked for, and usually unwanted change. It happened to me back in 2009, but I realised very quickly that I had a choice. I could freak out over my lost salary and allow myself to sink into despair, or I could explore the opportunity that redundancy offered me. I chose to cut back my expenses to the bone and spend some time exploring all the things I'd always been interested in but I'd never had much time for because, well, I was always working. So I did courses in baking, in photography. I trained as a massage therapist. I did a healing course. I started a counselling training. And in the end, the nine months that I spent not working was probably one of the happiest periods of my life. Although by the end of it, I have to be honest, I didn't have a penny to my name. But in 2010, rested replenished after my time off, I went on to co-found one of London's most successful independent communications agencies. My response to the experience of redundancy is what set me up for not only an enjoyable nine months, but greater success at the end of that period. Many of us fear change. And when change is thrust upon us, that fear can lead us to catastrophize. We focus on the fact that we didn't want or ask 
for this change. And we allow our imagination to run wild, thinking of all the negative consequences that change could potentially bring with it. So if you're experiencing a major upheaval, a significant change, and you find yourself in that situation, in that mindset of catastrophizing, I'd like to invite you to ask yourself a simple question. How might this change actually be helpful to me? So some thoughts on how to deal with change at a time when change seems to be the only constant. Act as if. Remember that you are not alone. You are the majority. And if you go out and find the right community, you need never feel alone. Avoid drains and focus on radiators, on people, on content, on businesses, on partners who make you feel better. Sleep, eat and move. And remember that your response determines your experience of change. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.